0: Hi, and welcome to the Breadwinner Podcast. I'm Niels Brian Lowe, and each episode, I talk to a guest about how they're maximizing value from investments in technology like Salesforce and NetSuite. Yep, yep, I know, a podcast about CRM and accounting software integration sounds dreadful. But Breadwinner is out talking to customers, to partners, and to technical folks every day about this stuff. Breadwinner are constantly amazed by the business value that's being unleashed in this space. So, we've recorded some of those conversations to share here. Full disclosure this podcast is brought to you by Breadwinner, who provide products that integrate Salesforce with ERP platforms, accounting systems, and payment providers. But the purpose of this podcast isn't to sell products. If you'd like to know more, head over to breadwinner.com. Otherwise, do just join us for today's conversation. I'm delighted to be joined today by Piers Blodgett, who's the business application architect at CISO Global, based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hi, Piers. How are you doing?
1: Hello, Niels. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's great. Great to have you here. You know, I wonder if you just first tell me a little bit about uh, uh, what it
1: is you do and uh, what your organization does. So at CISO Global, we're a, you know, a global industry leader in cybersecurity. Our mission is to kind of demystify and accelerate our client's journey to cyber resilience. Cybersecurity is a bit of a buzzword, um, and we're just trying to kind of clarify everything around it and really, like I said, demystify what that means um, to help companies securely grow, operate, and innovate. Um, So that's a little bit about the company. Uh, Myself, personally, I'm not on the cyber side, but I'm a part of the operations team. Um, So we deal mostly with the business applications. So the back end environment of the business, Um, anything from quote to cash, um, procurement to pay, all of those things. Excellent. That
0: sounds like quite a, a wide ranging brief. And, you know, I, I understand that you you have on the estate, you have, you know, the big, the, the big guns, you, you, have, uh, you have NetSuite and you have, uh, you have Salesforce uh, there on this estate amongst, uh, I'm sure, many other pieces of technology. But uh, what's been the way in which you've managed to bind together your customer edge technology, your Salesforce stuff with your back end ERP, you know, your NetSuite stuff? What's, what's been your approach to doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you hit it on the head, the, the big guns, the industry leaders. So, you know, we innovate through technology, um, but, you know, we also believe that technology can kind of guide us and make us better. So NetSuite is, of course, our GL. Um, it's our ERP, but it's mostly our accounting back end. Um, Salesforce is our CRM or basically our sales cycle. For us, we put Salesforce at the center of our universe. So almost everything becomes leading from Salesforce downstream. Um, so again, putting Salesforce right in the center to make sure that everything happens, all the data feeds there. It's kind of our first touch point, if you would. The challenge then must be to then connect that
0: to your back, to your back office. I mean, that, you know, if Salesforce is right there at the heart of everything, then uh, making sure that you have uh, data and processes flowing neatly between NetSuite
1: and Salesforce must be a, you know, a mission-critical type of activity. Absolutely. Tack on a um, couple other systems, You know the people, the process, the, the data itself. Tack all of that in. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a full project, if you would. Um, but it's the most important piece.
0: What's been your approach to, uh, uh, to binding those things together? How have you
1: gone about that from a, from a technical standpoint? We use an iPass solution. Um, We, like I mentioned, we have multiple people, processes, and systems all across the board from delivery to sales, to pre-sales, to accounting. Um, So we needed a solution that could really orchestrate um, or conduct, if you would, all of our systems, people, data, processes into one solution for our entire sales cycle. Um, and, And really the cycle that goes on, you know, all the way until, you know, the final invoice and dealing with the customer, uh, everything from there.
0: In that kind of a a use case, are you orchestrating single processes across multiple systems? And when I say multiple systems, I mean more than just NetSuite and Salesforce. Do you find that a single process has to be orchestrated across many more systems?
1: Yeah, especially when you think of, you know, tacking in data um, bringing in different approvals and people amongst different systems. So not everyone is privy to Salesforce and everything that Salesforce has, but maybe they're in a separate system running their own process and people, but we need to bring them in for their, you know, approval or ideas or kind of sign off on how things should go.
0: And the iPass you're using specifically, well, what is that iPass? Is it something you you bought or is it something you've built as an organization? What's the, uh, you know, what, what's the backbone of that?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's out on the market, uh, probably one of the industry leaders. There's a few of them out there. Um, we don't need to give them any advertising here. <laughs> To be to be completely transparent, you know,
0: uh, Breadwinner sell a product that, that do part of this, and we're super fascinated to hear about, uh, you know, and I'm sure the people who listen to this podcast are also super fascinated to hear about the other technology. So, um, you know, I'm not plugging or unplugging uh, any individual piece of technology. Just uh, interested in the the approach and the different ways people have taken to uh, uh to to managing this problem. I mean, what what would you what would you say the biggest advantage is of Using an iPaaS to do this kind of many to many uh, system integration?
1: Yeah. So for us, the advantage really is having all of our data and our systems linked in one central location. Um, So our philosophy, again, is to feed all the data into Salesforce and have that be kind of our, our central spoke of the bicycle wheel, if you would, right? And we have information going kind of outward to the tires and then inward to that spoke, if that analogy um, hits here. The advantage really is having all of those systems, data, processes kind of tied into one that we can call from here and bring this piece of data from this siloed system into the cycle, into the business flow. Again, just having that central is key and crucial for us in our decision-making and kind of the process that we've so surgically outlaid here.
0: And are there any disadvantages to doing it this way? I mean, are there, are there things you ever look at and think, oh, well, a point-to-point solution for that piece of the, you know, that one spoke to the, to the center would be, would be more useful. Are there any,
1: any things where you feel a challenge there? I think certainly time and resources are probably the biggest disadvantage. I think my teammates would probably look at me and say, hey, why didn't we just buy something for this? And you know, to that point, I think it's really important that my teammates and myself are so kind of ingrained into the business. We're we're so much into the weeds of the people, the process, the data, and everything that goes on. So we're able to really kind of embrace uh, the changes, put ourselves in the shoes, and really design the solution around everything we understand. If we didn't have, you know, everyone from our analysts. Our developers, um, our admins on all of the different tools and applications, the, just the different leaders amongst all the groups that have to work together to make this sales cycle happen. If we didn't have everyone so really deep in the process, it would be very difficult to do what we've done. Um, and I think that's probably our biggest advantage, but would also be maybe a disadvantage to others if they don't have something like that.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. You say that because one of the one of the things that a lot of breadwinners customers value in the product, and again, I'm, I'm not doing a it's not a sales pitch. Yeah, it's, you know, one of the one of the value props there is that when you have a point to point product that understands the separation of concerns between two systems, you don't have to understand everything about both of the systems when you build it, you know, and that, that's an advantage. It's very interesting to hear you say that the your ability to do a many-to-many, a sophisticated many-to-many iPaaS solution here is because you're also embedded in the actual business. The minute that becomes less true of the central team, uh, it seems to me, the more value one might get from uh, tools which already understand the separation
1: of concerns. You know, my, what I mentioned in saying that hey, we had to make our own design here. We didn't have to make that, but I believe there's just a few levels to our decisions that really went into that. Uh, one of them, as I already mentioned, of course, is the team that surrounds me um, and who I work with on a day-to-day basis. I think the other two are all around the design and the controls themselves. I've been in a consulting position where you know, we've found or procured a solution that, you know, it's already pre-built, it's plug and play, you know, just just slap it down and let's go with it. But then you you may get burned at some points and say, hey, this, this really doesn't fit with the idea or the model of the business or the design of the process that we're trying to implement. Um, so to that point, it was really imperative for us that we really built our process using the technology and not so much built our process around the technology and what it had to offer
0: you know i guess to just look looking to the future what are your uh, what, what are your plans going forwards? i mean do, do you see a world at the moment where your landscape and your system architecture keeps growing or is this a, this a period in history where you know everyone's kind of buckling down and just trying to extract as much as they possibly can with the assets they already have i mean you know it's a it's a tough economic time out there and I'm just wondering if you're you're seeing a time of great technical expansion or if it's a time of uh, trying to extract as much as possible from what uh, what you already have
1: that's a great question I personally believe, as you mentioned earlier, we have the big guns, right? We have Salesforce, we have NetSuite. I really love our tech stack, um, how it's cloud-based, how we have this iPaaS solution that ultimately lives in the cloud and gathers all of our resources. Um, I think we've, we've really simplified our tech stack. Does it, does it get a little busier? Does it get a little harder uh, as we grow and develop and innovate? I think so. But I also firmly believe that the technology we have is going to shape our future and how we can continue to grow and innovate. Um, and again, to my point, I just sometimes we've, we, we have that concern that we could get pigeonholed. Maybe if we bought a solution that we don't physically own. And if there are changes in innovations, we feel like we have the ability to pivot pretty quickly. And again, that's, that's crucial to us, but we probably wouldn't be able to do that without the people, uh, the technology, and, and kind of the design that we've implemented.
0: Well, Pierce, I think there's been absolutely fascinating uh, talking to you, and I just really, really love that kind of central theme about the, the 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 role of the people and the understanding, the proximity of the tech folks to the business outcomes being the real driver of you know which technology is the appropriate technology for a given solution. And uh, you know, it's fascinating to hear uh, your perspective and the way you guys have uh, have dealt with that. So, I just want to say a huge thank you to you for uh, uh, for joining us today, and to all our listeners. Uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed uh, uh, hearing a few. Nuggets from uh, Pierce, and I hope you'll join us for the uh, next episode of the uh, Breadwinner podcast. Many thanks, Pierce.
1: Thanks so much, Niels.